You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Welcome back, everybody. Area 52 podcast, deep underground here at the secretive Area 52 facilities. What's going on? Thank you for coming back. Uh, once again, um, Eric couldn't join us. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it's 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 me and Dan. To be honest, and and I don't know, uh, Eric's got a, a cool new gig. He um, he is going to be announcing Ragnar races yeah. across the country, yes. uh, which is really neat. In addition to his piloting, and in addition to uh, the Boeing, Boeing and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's got a lot going on, and he is going to try to be here when he can. Uh, we will tell him when we're recording, and hopefully he can be here. But um, it it may be me and Danny. For a little bit, which yeah. is... Uh, I mean, if that's okay with I you guys. I hope you guys don't mind. Do you guys like that? I mean, is it okay with just us? Like, or do, you, I mean, do we need a third person? Do we need a third person? Need a third person? Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, We're just worried about, like, throwing the energy off. Yeah. You know, it, it's, bringing in somebody that we don't necessarily know. Because, yeah. I mean, the Eric's, truth is, we, we kind of sat around with Eric and talked about these things, you know, before, before. we started the podcast. So it it was kind of a thing that we did. So it, yeah. it flowed nicely. Um, but I'm, you know what? We, I'm know. sure it'll work out. I mean, I'm happy with us. Yeah. But I mean, we do this anyway. I, didn't, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I kind of would like to hear a little... Oh, freak. Like we'll throw one there. in. We'll throw it in from <laughs> Some time to really time. bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> we t- miss you, Eric. We do. Today is, um, we're recording on Tuesday the 1st. Uh, yesterday was Halloween. Yes. Uh, so we, it's All Saints Day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hope you guys all had a happy and safe Halloween. Yeah. Uh, we spent the week. It was kind of fun. Uh, ghost hunting. We had three ghost yeah. hunts. We did one with uh, the local news here to Leslie's Family Tree in mm-hmm. Santaquin, which is a location that Ghost Adventures and Dead Files and different places have done. Tons of them. Um, and then uh, over the weekend, we went hunting with Paranormal You, our friends Jerry, uh, Jerry Hone, uh, and his group, and they, they took us. Uh, we went up with some people to uh, Fort Douglas, yes. which is an uh, army base here up by the University of Utah, and uh, a really little cool military museum, great you know, lots place. of cool artifacts yeah. in there. And that was a neat place to be. Mm-hmm. I would love to go back there. When you go on a public hunt, it's like 50, 60 people. Yes. Uh, when you go by yourself, it's an entirely different thing. And mm-hmm. I would have loved to have been there, just us two, or you know, us and our group, Ben, our cameraman and part, production partner, Ben. You know, that would have been neat. Uh, the second night we went to a place called... It's, uh, yeah, it's always that way because it's a little harder to decipher. Um, you can you can eliminate a lot of factors. You know, you can co- yeah. you can account for the five people in the room and know that no one else made that sound. Or right. Or, or like different that. people's energy. You just yeah. have to get, you know, 25 people on the same page. Exactly. It's, it's tough. So, But it was a lot of fun. We had it fun. Really Our was. friends, uh, the the Oslers, uh, the McDonald's came mm-hmm. out, Sean and Angie, Jason awesome and Misty. Awesome group of people that we had. Uh, we also had uh, our friends... Flaps. Flaps <laughs> and Adrian. Uh, just some good people came out this weekend. It was really fun. Uh, and, it's becoming and an inside joke now, Flaps. flaps. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just been fun. It's yeah, been a lot of fun, too. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you were explaining the second location, too. Yeah, the that. studio. It's like yeah. a little business um, office. is kind of an old building. Interesting energy. Um, again, smaller location, lots of people. So it's kind of hard to, to, to decipher, but we did get some interesting things. And uh, we did... Um, 
we we had some some cool experiences and just got to spend some time with some cool people. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd my, love to go back. My there favorite was the uh, spirit box response when you uh, asked it to finish the joke and said knock knock and through the spirit box it said who's there. Really, definitely. Really cool. Really that was for maybe sure. the coolest thing that happened over yeah. the weekend. That was at Fort Douglas. Yeah, and we're gonna go through our footage. In fact, the the news story that we did uh, aired last night, and I believe mm-hmm. it's up online now. I was told, so oh, cool. I will find it and put it up on the Ghost Hopping channel, which is where all of our Area Fifty Two and Ghost Hopping stuff comes from, and I'll uh, tweet it out. Nice. Um, coming up, though, it's interesting because it, it, Halloween's an interesting holiday because it literally goes like, and we were driving here, <laughs> yeah. and it was like, there's fucking Christmas. Crown Burger, and, and they've got their Christmas wreath, and all the bushes are altering red and green lights. Like, already. All, all like, on. The lights are on. I mean, like, and there's a small part of me that, like, my little heart just jumped for joy when it saw that. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, slow down. Like, right. Thanksgiving's over there in the corner with its feelings hurt. Like, come on. <laughs> but like, it does kind of go like, like, October is fall, and then it's like, and now winter. It's yeah. like winter is coming. And with winter, especially this year, with, with November, uh, especially uh, before Thanksgiving, we have um, a huge event here. The American presidential election uh, is coming up. And, uh, you know. Big day. It, Just look. We, look. It, here's the thing. We wanted, we wanted, before the election came up, we wanted to kind of uh, go through some of the things that, um, because... When it comes down, this is this is a thing. We don't want this to be about our political opinions at all. We don't want anybody right. to. We're not trying to sway anybody in how to vote. We don't. We're not here to tell you guys. Um, I mean, sometimes we we say our opinions on court yeah. cases and things like that, or yes. what we think happened. But when it comes I mean, to ask things me about nine eleven, <laughs> right? But when it comes to things like this, I this is not a political podcast, no. and we are not doing this episode in an attempt to sway anybody. What this basically is to me is that. There are a lot of terms out there that when, when we talk about the candidates um, that from their pasts that we don't necessarily understand. Now, Donald Trump has been kind of an open book. He's written a bunch of books. He's a businessman. He has not had a big political past. He has his scandals, and a lot of them he wears very openly. Um, you know, that, that's how it is. The Clintons, on the other hand, have had a long history of very complicated scandals, scandals that we've all heard about, scandals that we've all um, heard the terms or the names of thrown around. And, and you know what? I believe that a lot of us uh, probably pretend to know more about these than we actually do. Um, we probably go, oh, yeah, I heard about that. It's when he did this thing or she did that thing. But I think it's mostly the ones that create the most sensation in the media that are the most... Uh, prevalent just because, like I said, anything that causes the best, you know, news story, sure, uh, yeah, sells the most headlines, the exactly, right, exactly. So we wanted to go back today and just kind of do uh, an episode that discusses the various scandals that have fo- uh, followed the Clintons throughout their career, starting from his uh, political career in Arkansas up through their time in the White House up right to today, um, so that. You guys are kind of aware of what is out there, the when what these scandals are. Um, I can say going into this that I I'm not thrilled about either candidate. I'm not here to stump for anybody. I'm not uh, a pro either one of these guys. To be I honest. will say I don't genuinely care who you are voting for. That's none of my business. But please just use your vote. Yeah, at just, least use your voice. That's all I will say is right. just that's use your vote. That's a good point. Um, we got ours in the mail, and I think I'm going to do it that way because. Yeah. 
I have heard about those voter machines and things like that. So I'm going to do it on a piece of paper and I'm going to take a picture and go, yeah, this is who I voted <laughs> exactly, for. Exactly. Because, well, and, yeah. and you know, it, it isn't hard to distrust the government. You know, I mean, we all kind of have that no matter what side of the, of the, of the coin you're on, uh, you know, we all go, well, th- that guy, I don't trust those people. I don't trust them. I don't trust him. So, you know, just be informed. That's really all it comes that down to. you don't to. only have two choices. No, there's it's a- not just between Trump and Hillary. Like, no. it, you have more than one or choice, you know? That's right. And I, and I guess in more than two choices, but you yeah, know what I mean. You do. And just use your voice. But Yeah, that's all. Before you do, we wanted to just kind of go over some of the scandals that when you hear about uh, the Clintons in the news, you can kind of, uh, you know, understand what it is these scandals are. You know, it's like I said, it's we, we don't need to do a whole episode on Trump saying uh, that he grabbed some lady, you know, grab him by the boots, whatever. Yeah. I mean, we don't yeah, we don't have to say we, he's he, you know, he has these things. He has his scandals. Um, these things are a little more difficult to understand. So that's why we wanted to go through them, just so you guys understand what they are. And we're not we, we don't have a lot of time to be honest. Every one of the scandals on this list could be its own episode. So yeah, we're going to give true. you the the bare bones, go through these, kind of explain what yeah, they are. I mean, just so you have, if anything, you can just make an educated decision. Right. Just one way or the other. Just and, educate yourself. And this isn't even That's all it. of them, to be honest. We had to pick. Uh, there's been a lot of scandals. So let's face it, we just kind of had to pick some of the ones that were there's one happening more well right known, now. Probably. <laughs> so let's go back. Let's go back. We're going to kind of just go through various uh, scandals that they've had over their careers. Um, as you know, uh, you know, he came up through Arkansas. She came up through law. They he was the 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 governor of Arkansas, went from there. And, you know, so a lot of these scandals have followed followed him through his career. Uh, these aren't necessarily in order. Um, these are. Just some of the ones that we've gone through, and you might have heard these terms tossed around. So we'll just go over them. Um, one of the earliest scandals that came in in Bill's uh, presidential term, I guess, the first presidential term, was uh, right after his inauguration in 1993, uh, the Clintons fired the entire White House Travel Committee employees um, after they had already previously served seven presidents and gave the lucrative business, which was worth around $30 million annually, to people they had ties to. Um, oh, like their friends and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Mm, people okay. who, you know, Hollywood producer, uh, there was a Hollywood producer involved. There was a bunch of things. This led to investigations by the FBI, the Department of Justice, the Government Oversight Committee, um, and the Clintons claimed it was because of financial misdeeds by the employees, although they were all cleared. Hillary claimed she was not involved, but the investigations found this to be false and stated in the report that she had made, quote, factually inaccurate statements when interviewed. And eventually all of the people were given their jobs back. One of her best qualities. (laughs) Exactly. Now, this was right after his inauguration. So... I mean, this, like it was like, get right it was in like, like listen, just day one in the White house. house scandal. This yes. came to be known as Travelgate. Now, when, when you guys hear these gates, I don't know if, uh, if you know what this came from. Um, basically, the Watergate Hotel uh, was um, the site of a, a crime where the, uh, Nixon had um, some people break into um, 
the Democratic National Office or something, a wiretap. Yes, them. it was a wiretapping and scandal. And it, it led back to it, it. So over time, what has happened is when there's been scandals, people will call them something gate, yeah. travel gate, <laughs> yeah. this gate, that gate. gate. It's like, a, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, to me, it's like Palooza. You know, it's like couch yeah. a palooza, this Tattoo a palooza, tattoo a palooza. Yeah. It's always a palooza. That's what these gates are. So when somebody says travel gate or this gate, it's it's whatever the term is with the word gate. Okay. So that's why this exists. And to be honest, these guys have a bunch of fucking gates. There's <laughs> so a many. fucking list of gates. That so was many. called travel gate. The second one uh, on this on the list that we're talking about is was was something called cattle gate. Now, Cattlegate, if you've ever heard this term, what that was is that when Hillary was the first lady of Arkansas, she raised suspicions of wrongdoings when the very first trade that she made on cattle futures, which was a $5,000 investment on her part, returned a profit of $490,000. What? So she she invests $5,000. Right. Makes almost half a million dollars on her first trade. Now, maybe she's just really good at playing the market. Maybe she's just really good. Uh, wow, on some cattle? But she did refuse to release her tax returns that year. Now, she claimed at the time that she had made the trades herself, but that, like a lot of the things that she has said, mm-hmm. or uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, We're going to use that word a lot. But a lot of legends today. <laughs> um, but just like that, uh, like, like a lot of the things she said, uh, turned out to be false. The investigation proved that they were actually made by her friend James Blair through a trading company called Refco. Now, James Blair was the counsel to Tyson Foods, which was the largest oh. employer in Arkansas and a state-regulated company. And the yeah. perception, the public perception was that she was given preferential treatment on her trades as a way to gain favor with her then husband mm-hmm. or with Go- Bill, who was then uh, governor of Arkansas. Um, uh, the, the trading firm um, Refco was investigated and ended up paying the largest fine in the exchange's history. Really? Yes. So even, they did look into that. They did look into okay. it. Now, uh, here's the problem, okay? And, uh, and a lot of these times when people hear this, you go, okay, look, Hillary was never charged. She never went to jail. She mm-hmm. never did this. And there's a lot of these things where, and as we get deeper into this, you'll see that people around her take falls. People around her seem to disappear. People involved yes. in these scandals seem to go missing. And Hillary has never really had anything stick. Even fishy. all the way up to today when people are still talking about Benghazi or the email scandals, they're still not sticking. Um, and that's the thing. is, So, so you can say, and, and as we're sitting here today, we're, no, we're not ever accusing Hillary Clinton of any wrongdoing. I'm reading oh. accounts of people who accused her of wrongdoings. <laughs> yes. And, and it's a little more the of a public, transparency issue. Sure, sure. That's really what it comes down to. So Again, if you're pro-Hillary, I don't want you to think that what we're doing today is ripping on your candidate in support of another candidate. We are merely going back over some of the scandals that, that, that this candidate has had because of the history of scandals and talking about these things. Okay. Next up was something called Filegate, yet another gate. Now, basically what this came down to was during the Clinton administration, uh, while they were in office, their administration uh, allegedly... Well, although this isn't Allegedly. alleged, this was this. I think they, they got these. This happened. It, they improperly requested and received FBI background reports on nine hundred Republican officials. Nine 
hundred. They got now. This request oh, so was、many. now. Here's the allegedly. The request was allegedly <laughs> initiated by Hillary so that she could add information to her quote enemies list. The,、oh. This was investigated by the State Judiciary Committee, the House Government Reform and Oversight Committee, and the Whitewater Independent Council. The White House Personnel Director at the time refused to name Hillary as the source of the request, and because of that, was forced to resign. Somebody taking a hit.、Uh-huh. Uh, Hillary swore she was completely guiltless in all of this,、uh, but at the time, the New York Times wrote a piece that referred to her straight up as "quote a congenital liar." Wow, that's not that's not mean. Just tell them how they really feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, China Gate. Here's yet another gate. China Gate.、Um, this scandal revolved around、um, uh, in 1996. The Justice Department investigated campaign fundraising abuses and cover-ups by the Clintons regarding the efforts by China to influence U.S. policies. It was found that agents for the Chinese government actually poured millions into Bill's re-election campaign, the DNC itself, and the Clinton Legal Defense Fund. Now, if you've never heard of the Clinton Legal Defense Fund, what that is is uh, this uh, fund was set up. Uh, and established so that people or companies could donate and help pay the literal endless amount of legal fees、oh、that the Clintons、gosh. have from constant、uh, lineup of court cases. Now, this、oh、isn't le- this isn't illegal. It's not even unethical to ask. It's like a giant Kickstarter. Yeah. However, again, the public perception, like with other things, like with the Clinton Foundation or certain other things、mm-hmm. that they're involved in, is that hey, look, maybe, and why wouldn't it? Look, if if I do a Kickstarter and I need fifty thousand dollars, and somebody single handedly gives me forty five thousand of that dollars. Guess what? He's probably going to get a little more preferential treatment from me. Hey, maybe you. Oh, you need a T-shirt. You want to come to the shows for free? You want to do?、Right. You want to part in the movie? You want to、right. whatever it is? You're going to get a little more treatment from me than the person. Even on Kickstarter, it says for a donation of ten thousand dollars, you get this or you get that. You know. Wow. So if you think about it,、mm-hmm. it's not illegal, but it is. Is it unethical? Is、uh, it? Yeah. Is I it? Don't is think it maybe take people's money? Is it maybe and maybe don't have so many court cases? Yeah, maybe just don't be involved in so many scandals. Now that's kind of the perception, but again, it's not illegal. No, it's just it's just that's the perception that if somebody look oh oh you guys oh I will tell you what you can't take a bribe, but I guess I could slip five million dollars in your legal defense fund, and maybe、right. you remember that. That's kind of how this works, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, Justice reported that quote a pattern of events suggested a level of knowledge within the White House, including the president's and first lady's office,、uh, convenient uh, or uh, sorry uh, that uh, that were complicit with the injection of foreign funds into Bill's reelection effort. That's what they found in the in regards to this China Gate. So they did. I mean, the Department of Justice did、mm-hmm. say that there were. Knowledge that they knew that foreign monies was coming in to his reelection campaign with an agenda. Okay, that seems to be happening a lot. What are you gonna? You know, it's just these things. It's like it's like all these things are like those、um, auto texts that you send to people. You know, that's、mm-hmm. just like, hey, we'll call back later. Hey, on the phone, or I、uh, can't talk right now. It's just like they're becoming like these auto responses, like. I was not involved. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I was not guilty. I was like, not how、aware. many things? How many times are you 
linked to something shady. Yeah. Before people go, okay, either you're the stupidest person because you surround yourself with nothing but criminals, or you're a liar because you clearly know. Look, if I had t- 10 friends and every one of my friends was a liar, a cheat, a, you know, th- uh, this, that, Baby, a corrupt, I, <laughs> I would know <laughs> who I'm surrounded by. Yes. And I mean, not to mention that like a lot of the things that she says as excuses are like, I just didn't know or it was an accident. So like then you have to go, well, then you are just saying you're dumb. And then how are you this far up in, in politics in a position right. of power anyways? But I don't think that they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Because I don't think other that either. Scandals, I don't think that they're dumb. Right. Because there's other scandals that lead me to believe you know what you're doing. For instance, Pardongate. Pardongate happened when Bill was leaving office in 2001. He pardoned 450 people for crimes ranging from drug trafficking to kidnapping and terrorism, and several pardons benefited Hillary directly and had direct ties to her New York Senate bid. Now, what does that mean exactly? So when they were, what would it be his reason for pardoning those people? Hard to say. it, It depends. I mean, you know. Obama's been doing this, pardoning people, but like for people who are like in prison for life because they succeed. You well, know what that I mean? I understand, but, but I he, mean, like, like he, Clinton pardoned people they knew. Like for example, Mark Rich uh, was a billionaire felon who on the FBI's most wanted list owed the government over a hundred and sixty million dollars and was actually hiding in Switzerland at the time he was pardoned. And uh, on January twentieth, two thousand one, his literal last day in office, Bill pardoned him. Uh, he was charged, Mark Rich was charged with tax evasion, racketeering, wire fraud, and trading with Iran. Oh his my gosh. wife, His wife, Denise Rich, who was a close friend of the Clintons, donated over $600,000 to the Clinton Library, $14,000 to the Clinton Legal Defense Fund, and $130,000 to Hillary's Senate campaign prior to the pardons. Oh my gosh. So where is this guy now? Is he like still in Switzerland? Or uh, he, he, lived, can, like... he never returned to the States, lived out the rest of his life in Switzerland and died of a heart attack in 2000-something. Uh, oh, wow. A few years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so I mean... So that kind of stuff. Like, I just wondered, like, what um, when you're talking about Hillary's Senate, like, yeah. what... I guess you're talking about the the uh, the uh, contributions that they made, is right. what you mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. P- pardoning your friends, pardoning rich people right. for rich people crimes. Who are I not mean, supposed to be rich living in another country because no, they should be broke ass and in jail. Right. I mean, if he, like, <laughs> right there when you're going, I'm, I'm pardoning a millionaire who is, uh, you know, he traded yes. with Iran. That, come on. Yes. I mean, you look at stuff like that and you go, okay, look... It's not a. It's not a. It's not a secret that the Clintons have have had a shady past. I mean, Bill alone. We know why he left office. We know why he's fucking <laughs> yeah. famous. You know, it's it's pretty obvious. Like you know, so it, we're not attacking people who are innocent. Again, we're just going over the things. So when you've heard these terms, or when you bring them up, or when people talk about them on the news or in conversation, you understand what they mean. Um, another scandal that they were allegedly uh, re- um, involved in, uh, and this one is is its own podcast. I really would love to go back and talk more about this. Um, it was something Maybe called the, we shouldn't. The, it was something <laughs> called the Mena Airport scandal. Um, and back when Bill Clinton was the governor of Arkansas. Uh, which was the home of the MENA Airport, M-E-N-A, okay? Um, It was an actual major pickup and drop-off location for drug shipments handled by the CIA. In fact, it is estimated by U.S. Customs that at least 75% of all drug smuggling aircraft uh, pass through this area. 
Um, so, meaning that they're involved, they would be involved with that, or that they were intercepting it? No, meaning that, that these planes landed there, mm-hmm. and people were... I mean, because the thing is, a plane lands, somebody's got to go inspect it, make sure it's fine. Yes. So, you would... The... the, the the indication was that there was knowledge that this was going on at the airport and people were probably receiving kickbacks for it to go on. That's kind now, of what I meant. With this, involvement on their end of just saying the like, thing it's is, all is that good. This is not only tied in. The thing is this, is, this has been, the names that have been tied in with this have been like George Bush. Really? Uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean, like oh. Jeb Bush. Like oh. there was names being tossed around and I need to do some research into this. Now, the thing was, is that... Uh, the famous drug smuggler, Barry Seal, who was one of the pilots in this operation, claims he trafficked several billion dollars worth of drugs in just three years of working for the CIA before getting caught. Now, again, we know the CIA ran drugs. We know they ran, uh, if you've ever seen uh, the movie, what was it, American Gangster with uh, with Denzel. I mean, there was that whole thing about how the, they would use army planes to smuggle in heroin. Um, I mean, it's it's not, listen, we're, we're not bagging on the government by saying that these scandals and these things happened. Um, Now, Barry Seal was actually able to get a plea deal and intended to to turn state witness against bigger names within the drug smuggling operation, which some people believe included Clinton, as well as, you know, some of the Bushes and other people. Now, before Barry Seal could ever implicate any higher-ups, though, he was found murdered in his car. Shot to death. Oh, no. then, then Bill, then Governor Bill Clinton has been accused of being a major player in the Arkansas air-based drug trafficking operation. Now, here are some other deaths related to MENA. Danny Casalaro, an investigative reporter who was investigating the MENA uh, airport and the Arkansas Development Finance Authority, he slid his wrists apparently in the middle of his investigation. Paul oh. Wilcher, attorney investigating corruption at MENA Airport with... Uh, Casalaro in the uh, and the 1980 October surprise is who they referred to him as was found dead on a toilet uh, June 22nd 1993 in his Washington D.C. apartment he had delivered a report to Janet Reno three weeks before his death oh he was he was looking into the 1980 October surprise I don't know what that means that was just a thing I had so I have to look into that Kevin Ives and Don Henry now this was an interesting thing some of you people might have remembered this story Kevin Ives and Don Henry they were known as quote the boys on the track case reports say that the boys may have stumbled upon the MENA Arkansas airport drug operation a controversial case the initial report of death said that they fell asleep on the railroad tracks however later on um, reports claim that the two boys had been slain long before being placed on the tracks Um, many linked to the case died before their testimony could come before a grand jury. Oh, Um, so convenient. This, I believe that, that they were just buried initially and one of the boys' moms made a stink and they were dug up and found they'd been stabbed and found that they'd been this and placed on a track. Um, then in regards to this case, people who died, uh, Kevin, uh, Keith Coney died. Um, uh, he was involved, uh, had information about the case, died when a motorcycle, his motorcycle slammed into the back of a truck. Keith McMaskell died. He was stabbed 113 times in November of, uh, 113, 113 November of 88. So Keith Coney died in July of stab someone. Right. That's think about that. Like I could get tired stabbing air that many times. Right. Do anything 133 times. That's like 
either anger That's, or making sure they're dead, right? Like, in the most brutal, awful way. Um, oh, I'm sorry. So this was night. This was all. This was uh, J- July '98 for Coney. Uh, in November '88 from McCaskill. Gregory Collins died from a gunshot wound. January of '89. Jeff Rhodes. He was shot, mutilated, and found burned in a trash dump in April 1989. And nobody James thought this Milan was weird. James Milan found decapitated. However, the coroner ruled his death was due to natural causes. What? Uh, and Jordan <laughs> Kettleson was found shot to death in the front seat of his pickup truck in June 1990. And Richard Winters, a, spus- a suspect in the Ives-Henry deaths, was killed in a setup robbery in July of 1989. And these are people that all had information with this this one case. Oh, and so you go, okay, gosh. well, here's a drug-running case that took place well before he was president that... Could have probably have toppled him, but because people were just killed and killed and killed and killed and killed and killed and killed. Well, and then that one guy where your head just naturally falls off. Sure, natural, you guys know that happens? natural decapitation. Yeah, Watch that out. happens. Watch out. That could happen to you. Right, even right now. Just be careful. Um, there's also other scandals, other things that are, you've probably heard of. Uh, some of you have probably heard of Mina. Most of you have probably heard of Whitewater. Um, Whitewater is a scandal that took place uh, with the Clintons um, back when he was still in Arkansas as well. Here's the basic rundown of how Whitewater worked. Whitewater was a real estate company that the Clintons ran with Jim and Susan McDougal, their partners. Uh, they would buy a resort property in Arkansas that aimed towards um, eh, senior citizens, people who couldn't afford oh, it. It was basically yes. a real estate scam, a lot like yeah. what happened in 2007 before they crashed the market, yes. where you would try to sell properties um, to people who they knew couldn't afford it. Yeah, this one makes me sad. Um, now, the residents were sold the homes even if they couldn't afford it, and it was done in the paperwork that if they missed even one mortgage payment, that white the, the Whitewater could repossess the house, take it back, and kick these people out and mm-hmm. resell the property. In doing so, they were able to keep the down payments that were made on the home. So if somebody made a $40,000 down, eventually missed a, a thing because they were obvious, a payment because they were obviously not uh, financially stable enough to buy these mm-hmm. homes in the first place and were given basically kind of, it was a, the precursor to the subprime loan uh, kind of bullshit yep. that went on. Yep. And and so what they would do is every time that somebody would forfeit on a house, they would repossess the house, kick the people out, keep the down payment, resell the property to the same type of people, target people that specifically mm. couldn't have That's this just money. preying on people. It's exactly what like it was. Like you said, just scumbag stuff. Right. Now, every time they would do this, they'd keep the down payment because of the contracts they had with the financing company. Um, they would do this over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, and they, they did this more on a small level. So it was basically selling the same properties over and over again, each time targeting the pe- the same type of people. Mm. So instead of running like a huge development scam, it was something small where they would just resell these but it was whitewater very development. Very lucrative, deals. right? And they made a lot of money. Um, and to be honest, I've, I've I went through a lot of these and got the basics so I could explain these to you. I don't know what happened to Jim and Susan McDougal. I don't know. I'm sure they went to jail. Uh, maybe he's dead. I don't know. Maybe. I, you want me to look right now? Uh, yeah, maybe Google Jim and Susan McDougal as I'm doing this next thing just so I can have some clothes. Because th- literally, guys, there's so much of this that I was going, we, we we have three hours worth of shit to talk about, and we've got an hour and a half podcast. I don't want to do a two-part Clinton, so i got to get as many of these in as I can. So um, there's also a, um, accusations that while the Clintons were in office, and let's be fair, I don't, I don't know if these are necessarily accusations or straight up there's proof that they actually did this, but the Clintons, uh, I'll throw the word allegedly in there just so why not? <laughs> Man, so we need to have like myself. a drinking game for every time somebody's, uh, there's a gate right. and, and for every time, and for every time allegedly. there's allegedly, <laughs> yeah. allegedly it's in the, it's in the opinion of some that the Clintons used the IRS to harass their enemies. 
while they were uh, during the Clinton administration, including Republican politicians, the White House Travel Office, the NRA, Judicial Watch, the Heritage Foundation, and other conservative organizations. A senior IRS official admitted that Clinton opposers were singled out for audits, as, as were Bill Clinton's accusers, Jennifer Flowers, Paula Jones, Juanita Bodrick, and Elizabeth Ward Grayson. Meaning that yes. not only were they, were they shamed and mm-hmm. publicly humiliated because of uh, the sexual harassment suits they had to go through, they were also then targeted and audited by the IRS. Yes, and I know that a lot of people um, hate to hear this, but I, I, a lot of people also say that Hillary had a lot to do with that, that she was... She pushed a lot of that. Yeah. You know, more so than, I mean, that she was kind of the voice of all of that more so than Bill. And, yeah. Well, and, and woman to woman, I mean, it's like, come on. Well, and she's been investigated uh, even past that. I mean, she's been investigated because of alleged fraud in her <laughs> like, Senate campaign. That's another one. We got to drink for every time she's investigated by the FBI. Right. <laughs> Fuck, I'm wasted already. I mean, On water. Uh, <laughs> it's too much water. But she was alleg- uh, allegedly investigated uh, because of... Uh, well, she was investigated, not allegedly investigated. She was investigated because of alleged fraud in her Senate campaign by not reporting actual costs of events, hiding funds, working with former felons who she took untraceable money from. And this mm. continued all the way up to and into her failed 2008 presidential yeah, campaign. Like, when you talk about A lot like of the... people don't remember. She ran for president against Obama and failed. That's right. Took a lot of money and when failed. You, when you talk about like them working with all these cons and stuff like that, like I just imagine them like it, them being like tattooed necks and like in orange jumpsuits. Like I just imagine Con Air, like yeah, like that, that's Con what, Air. Like that's what Air Force One looks like. It's Con Air Force One, and it's like them with just like a whole Give bunch of the bunny. <laughs> yeah. I said drop the bunny. <laughs> Now, um, I do have an, uh, Susan, okay, Susan yeah, McDougal. Give me a, give it me says a... that, uh, Susan McDougal is one of the few people who served prison time as a result of the whitewater controversy. Although 15 individuals were convicted of various federal charges, her refusal to answer three questions for a grand jury about whether president Bill Clinton lied in his testimony during her whitewater trial led her to receive a jail sentence of 18 months for contempt of court. This made she up did 18 months because she it. wouldn't, she, but, but, but just for saying like, that's scared. Exactly. That's being scared of somebody. When you, yep. So my that's friends. why, and think about that. That's why she went to prison. She didn't even go to jail for the crimes that she committed. She went for lying on behalf or, of Bill Clinton, or at least keeping her mouth Allegedly. shut. Allegedly, keeping her mouth shut. <laughs> yes, and it says this made up most of the total twenty-two months she spent in incarceration. McDougal received a full presidential pardon from outgoing President Clinton in the final hours of his presidency Fuck in two thousand and one. So what she was Jim? pardoned. I will look him up right now. I've got oh it pulled up. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> these motherfuckers! All you know, right. and it's not even. Listen, it's not even because they're currently running, and I'm. It's just the it, the balls on these people to to do this shit, and then to just continue, and then yes. we just get to continue accepting it. That's the um, worst part about this. We just have to keep eating. Sh- shit because none of us have the power to do anything about any of these people well, on any side. I mean, now I did see okay, look, I saw a extreme an extremely powerful uh, visual presentation that uh, with the use of pennies that someone you know yeah, kind of yeah, showed. Yeah. They demonstrated you know, how many people exist in the world? A penny represented a million people and they kind of showed how many people don't vote, how many people are not eligible to vote. Of American because they're, citizens, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, thank you for um, clarifying that for me. They, um, 
How many? Sorry, I just got off topic. Uh, it was like 324 oh, yes. million and Americans. Okay, and they show how many people are not eligible eligible to vote because they're either incarcerated or they're under the age of 18, whatever Felon, the circumstance, yeah, exactly, why vote. they're not eligible. Then, so they kind of remove the pennies. And then they actually show the active people who have voted. And then the active people who have voted just for the major um, political parties, you know, uh, Trump right. or Hillary. And then they show how many people that there are in the actually. That really, the, uh, if, if all of those people actually did cast their vote either to an independent or somewhere right. else. And the, the whole th- thing was that also that they illustrated it was that there were still more people in the world that did not want those two people to be sure. present than there were people who did. It was and, very and powerful. Voting, voting, voting aside. There's no committee. There's no amount. They're not going to have a poll where it's like we get to all go vote the Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton and these people and those people and on all the sides, Bushes and Obamas and on every side of it will ever go to jail or will ever be held accountable for for decisions. And and, because you go, you know what, when you're the president, you have to make these decisions and people die and you go, well, yeah, sure. That's fine. I, I understand that. But there's no part of being a president that says you get to free all your friends and then just and and do all this and <laughs> yeah. take all this money and do all this shit and then just you get to co- keep going and being a person that we all respect like honest to god i don't there's no part of us that ever gets to go up to bill clinton and go you fucking get to be held responsible for being a fucking criminal douchebag yeah or go up to donald trump and go you need to fucking be held responsible for being a loud mouth asshole go i don't care we got more money and you fuck off i got <laughs> i got 20 i got 25 bodyguards beat him up right we that's the helplessness we feel is yes. that we can vote all we want but guess what at the end of the day even if we all got together and voted george clooney guess what he's not going to be fucking president i mean anybody like i don't necessarily think like you're saying it doesn't I don't really think a politician but is the could, best person for the job. Like it needs to be like anybody. just that good dude, you know, that lives right. in your block, you know, who just sure. like, like that guy needs but even to be if the we president. All, even if, if 40 million people wrote in one, somebody, right? We all wrote in yeah. John Cena, <laughs> right? Or some, just a fucking hero. We wrote in, we write in Rambo or some shit. They're not going to fucking make him president. It doesn't matter. They'll still go, well, the, listen, at the end of the day, the Electoral College and the uh, Grand, mm-hmm. you know, the Supreme Court will make sure that... And the Rothschild. Right. It's Sorry. all going to be I mean, somebody. I don't know so, look, the point is, is that we're, we're fucking helpless because no matter what, even at the end of the day, when all of these fucking scandals, all of these things are here... Uh, in front of our faces, we still can't do it. We're still, that's what makes us mad. I think that's why people say Hillary for prison or fuck this guy or this guy's terrible because at the end of the day, we have to say our anger somehow because we don't really have the ability to make them pay for that. We can vote for the other person <laughs> yeah. and not give them the job that they want, but we, they, that doesn't mean that Hillary still doesn't, if she doesn't become president, it's not, she's not going to immediately go to prison and immediately be poor and immediately go have to get a job at fucking pay less shoes. She's going to go get paid $40 million to make campaign speeches and get to be some ambassadorship. And she just yep. gets to keep being a fucking free person after doing all the things that they have been, uh, whether, okay, allegedly, allegedly done or been involved <laughs> in. I mean, at this point, look, you've at least been involved in enough shady shit that I have to think about that. Right. I have to go, okay, well, you've been involved in more shady shit than unshady shit. I feel like being investigated by the FBI twice in the last three months, well, six months, let's say. Let's say I, who, who else do you know that like has if, the, that if level I had of criminal in, investigated if twice? If I had been investigated by the FBI 
once for doing something in your life. In like once. Guess what? I don't get to have a job. I get to go work some shitty job where they hire people because that's the only job that I could get. Now, even if I hadn't done anything wrong, because guess what? Hillary hasn't been accused of anything, but she's been investigated a bunch of times. But if I'd been investigated a bunch of times, that's what people would know about me. And they wouldn't book me or if they wouldn't give me a job or they wouldn't, t- you know, that's what I'm saying. Is You like, could run for president. <laughs> it's the only job I can get. But she has other things out there, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like even up through her time as Secretary of State, it was filled with controversy. The, her, her, her term, uh, her administration lost billions of dollars. Clearly, the, the email scandals with destroying information, uh, the Benghazi incident, um, missing emails. Um, the Benghazi yeah. cover-up, for those of you that don't understand what that is, the thing about Benghazi is that, it, again, it's one of those things where, like, it, it's not necessarily anybody's fault. People that are opposed to opposed to her will always blame her. Will always blame Obama. But, yes. But the fact is, is that what happened? What what Benghazi is? And you guys might have heard this. And maybe again, this is might be one of those things where you're like, oh, I know all about that because that's what we do. We go, oh yeah, sure, sure, I know about that. And then we go, I don't know about Benghazi. I yeah. Know what that is. Yeah. What happened in Benghazi was that on September 11th, 2012. Well, September 11th. So weird. Uh, a U.S. mission in Libya was attacked and four Americans were killed. Um, the people who were killed. Uh, died from mortar fire, and there were pictures um, online of what looked like one of the Americans being carried through the streets, like his body was being paraded and tortured. Yes. But what it turned out to be was that there was a group of Libyans who were actually helping him to a local hospital where yeah. he ended up dying. So again, these are misinformation from both sides that yes, you're going to see. Media sensation. Right. And- so you know, do some research. Uh, the theory that exists around Benghazi is that Clinton Obama knew about this attack. Um, knew that people were in danger and did nothing and just sat back and allowed people Americans negligence. to die. Um criminal negligence essentially. And you know what? The people who the people who believe that, the people on the right, they will never not believe that's how that happened. Because and and guess what? We're never going to prove that they didn't know and that they didn't sit back. I mean, we don't yeah. you know, even if they did, they'd go, "Well, we try." And come on. We're we're never going to know. The fact of the matter is though, these jobs are dangerous. These people who work abroad in these countries that are war-torn, these countries yeah. that are just anti-American because of, the, of years and years of, 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 of us disrupting and wars and, and bombing cities. And these people, they, they accept these risks. They know how dangerous these are. You're going to contentious parts of the world, and sometimes terrorists kill people. That, yes. that, that happens. It, it, and... What a bummer that is. That really is. Yeah. It's not it's not uncommon in those parts of the world for Americans who are involved, journalists, people who work for the government to be killed. No. Um, I wish that it was different. There was a protest, there was an anti I mean, it, there was you know the 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 point being is that it's hard being in these places mm-hmm. because just get so here's the thing. And I'm not again, I'm not taking a side, but we always get so fucking caught up in the fact that um, five Americans were killed in an attack today. But the other part of that sentence is that 200 Syrians were killed, 300 yeah. Libyans, 300 Egyptians, 400 Turkey people from Turkey. Uh, Turkians? I actually, when I said that, I, I was like, know. Turks? Do you say Turks? I don't know the I correct term. I actually don't term. know either. And I realized Sorry, as I said that, Turkey I was like, can Tur- under, Tur- you know, Turkey listens to this podcast. But and- the point being is that we are always so caught up in the American lives lost and we should all as a global community be more concerned about the 
total number of human lives that are lost. All human lives. Not on this side or that side. All the human lives are important. And so, yes, four Americans died, and that's horrible, but thousands of people have died. I mean, if it wasn't like a war-torn world, then we wouldn't have to worry about our reporters going over there. They wouldn't be dying of these deaths and things like that. We wouldn't have these attacks and these terrorists that hate us. So, I mean... If we were nicer to each other and if we... Yeah. I mean, that's like any way you cut it. It's just like reporters could be reporting on cool shit and like uh, uh, cool places on the world and like, I don't know, cool animals and endangered, just cool shit. Rather than talking about war and differences. And 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 my biggest thing is that the war is is often generated for monetary purposes. And that's what bothers me the most. So Mm -hmm. um, we sound like. Uh, miscongeniality. Well, we sound like like hippies who want peace, peace, but the fact is is that... (laughs) But it's the truth. It is true. It's a symptom of the world we live in, and we've divided ourselves to such a point of of us against them and this against that, Mm -hmm. that when people die, it becomes something that it's about Americans being killed. It's about us dying. It's about about our high school losing the game. Right. Come on. The point being is that lives get lost, and that's what happens. And to be fair, while I'm no apologist... For Clinton, her or or anything she did, um, by comparison, during say Condoleezza Rice or Colin Powell's time as Secretary of State, in fact, during those two times, there was a total of thirty nine attacks on U.S. embassies and consulates, which resulted in eighty seven deaths during those combined. So, wow. so if people look at numbers rather than using like individual incidences as places to plant political flags, they'd see that no matter who does the job, people die yes. because the world is full of war and violence. Yes. So, you know, it's it's always going to be and like that. they are the people who are actively in charge of the war and violence and or response to it. And right. so it's like, no matter what, they're kind of the face of that department. So they're going to get blame on them somehow. Yep. They're going to step in it and it's going to get on their shoes. Like, it's going to happen. And, and that's, that's always, there's always going to be that. That's just always going to happen. And unfortunately, we've created such a, a heated political climate that now the problem is, is that everything that's done by the other side is as the enemy doing it. And that's yes. that's a very dangerous thing, because growing up, I remember, you know, if Republicans did something, it was silly. If Republicans did, we weren't they we, we might butt heads, but we weren't enemies. It wasn't like the Republicans are the party. Yeah, I mean, the you, Democrats you, you, are the worst. I mean, people Trump and Hillary have actually made this so vile that. It's not like, look, Mitt Romney and, and Barack Obama weren't enemies. Barack Obama and John McCain weren't enemies. George Bush and John Kerry weren't enemies. They mm-hmm. talked about policies and they talked about, well, you know, maybe I'm a little more qualified or maybe my idea is a little better. But neither one of them made the other person out to be the enemy. No. And now the point is, is that no matter which side wins in November, half of the nation thinks the enemy won. Not a guy we don't like or oh well the uh, the other parties running yeah. the country if trump support if hillary wins trump supporters will say it's like hitler fucking won yeah. It's it's an enemy of us and now. And not to mention That's all like civil you said. war brewing. That's right. what that is. That right. is people being so divided that if Hillary wins, it's not, well, God bless America, we'll get it right in four more years. Thank God we have democracy. Yeah, you were saying like there was that guy who they were talking about who was like, on well, the news, I could. On the news, he yeah. was wearing a Trump mask and they were like talking to him and he took it off and they said, well, what happens if Hillary wins? And he said, well, I guess I might just have to be a patriot. And the reporter took yeah. a step back. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, 
think you know what I mean. You don't do the patriotic thing. And I'm like, so the patriotic Crazy. thing, the patriotic thing in the minds, in the eyes of some of these, these really extreme, and that's really what we've done is not only is the divide between rich and poor, but the divide between right and left, the divide between conservative and, and uh, liberal, all of this is just so divided that he felt comfortable enough saying that he would, that the patriot would be to kill Hillary Clinton. Essentially, essentially, Allegedly. is what he's what, well, is what he was inferring. <laughs> yes. But that's what he's inferring. No, no, I'm not I, a stupid no, idiot. No, no, I know. Right? I know what he's saying, sir. No. I know. <laughs> the, the Secret Service would like to talk to you for a minute. Yeah, if we could. It's a little crazy. And and like we said, <clears throat> though these two candidates that are up there, nobody is the shining star. Unfortunately, all these people have all this dirt that's been uncovered on them, and that they're kind of just sifting through. And like that's really all that it is. So no matter who wins, like they're taking this reputation with them, and it's. No matter what, somebody, unless somehow we all pull it together and we we vote in an independent, and I, I will always even forever then, be hopeful. But Even then, it's going to send another two-thirds of the sure, country into, an, into a fucking tizzy. I understand. I'm just tizzy. saying, this, it's, it's kind of almost unbelievable, the, the level that we're well, at with this it's, election. What it is, but is it's, it's division. It's div- this is what happens when, when the North wants... Uh, wants to have freedom and the South wants slaves. Yeah. And we have, we're back there. We're to a point where like racism and ignorance and these type of things are, are proudly displayed because of the fact that we have created such a divide. And that's what sucks. Is it? I still, while, while we're in, I feel like a very open-minded part of the world. Yes. It's so confusing. It's, it's the anger that people have had because they feel that the other side, we're we're not Americans anymore. What side are you on? Are and you that's Trump the problem. America or that's Hillary the problem America? We're forgetting that we should be upset with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton rather than with each other. We should be upset with the fact that this is where we're at well, as a that, country. And that's exactly what I mean. But right. I'm saying they're they're pitting us against each other. We need to forget. Like we're not mad at each other. No, we're mad at the situation no, that we're in. No, because guess what? No matter who's in the, you can get as pissed as you want about everything, about all the issues. But guess what? At the end of the fucking day, we're all in it together. Y- y- and y- it's you know us what? on the other end of that one percent. Y- pissed as you want but no matter who's in the office no matter whether or not gay marriage is legal no matter whether or not abortion is legal no matter whether or not this is legal no matter who uses what bathroom or this or that or the other guess what you're still not going to make any more money you're still not going to get health care you're still going to be in debt donald trump or hillary clinton neither one of these people are going to save you they're not going to get you a better life why we're yelling and screaming at each other because of them is beyond me the only way we're ever going to improve our circumstances is if we just as a as a as a nation realize that none of this is working we it's not going to work because you your person won for 4 years okay whoever wins your side isn't going to you don't it's not going to be like all a party on the trump side or a party on the clinton side because you guys won no 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 things stay the same I don't know. It's the same or thing. Or they you, get worse. The same, or, they, or we all die. It's the same thing you said uh, oh a while gosh. back when you were talking about in middle school when people are like, you know, I'm going to get lip gloss dispensers in the bathroom right. or we're going to have pizza every day for lunch. And how many, well, how many sadly, fucking times did that happen? Because it was cheaper than good food. But, um, but how many times but did no, that happen? It's true. Nobody did that. And then, and then that. it was the same thing. It was like all the girls got on the thing so that they could design the dance that they wanted right. to and have their friends in the group. And like politics exists everywhere. Right. It's It's been do you, it's do you really like an think ingrained Hillary, human nature. Do you really think Hillary is going to change things with health care? Do you think Trump is really going to build his wall? All those people who can't build a wall, do you honest to God think that in four in years... Of that stuff. Listen to this. We just we just rebuilt 9-11. The, the, the stuff that happened on 9-11. We just rebuilt that. It took 15 fucking years 
to rebuild that building. To build a wall from all across the border of man, this giant hundred miles long wall that is some sort of insane science fiction idea. This will never get done. This would take 20 years worth of planning and government committees and people coming. All of you people who think that any of these promises on either side are going to magically happen within their four years, you're out of your fucking mind. We're going to be, because guess what? They're going to inherit an office that they're going to spend two years, just like Obama did, cleaning up. You're going to inherit the, the same wars that this administration had, and you're not going to just get to go and just ignore them. You're going to have to deal with the world that you were left. So I don't understand why we're just all still so against each other over people who don't give a shit about us and aren't going to change our own world. It's baffling. Got nothing? <laughs> no. Okay. That's, That's my take. But there's more. Uh, there's more, for instance... Um, there's, there's a lot of documentaries out there on, on Clinton. One of the most popular is Clinton Cash, which is a documentary, a book and a documentary written by uh, a man named Peter Schweitzer uh, that goes after the, the Clinton Foundation. Um, and it's, it, it's one of those things where you kind of have to watch it with a grain of salt because Peter Schweitzer is somebody who works for a very far and, you know, uh, extreme right website. Uh, he He's, you know... Work for people. The, 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 I believe that the website that he works for is run by a guy who worked for the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. He's also had ties to the Ted Cruz campaign, so you kind of have to watch there it. There could be a, a little bit of, of political sway there, but and some of the some of the claims throughout the the documentary were found to be uh, false. Mm-hmm. Um, almost some completely made up. Uh, he, there was something about um, how claims that. Uh, de- Donations to the Clinton Foundation helped get a uranium deal with Russia, um, but th- things like that. That he actually had to come out and say, "Look, we y- there is no proof to this." Um, you know, he, the, he what he meant to say was alleged, alleged, <laughs> right? Um, you know, you kind of go back and it's, and it looks and says like you know the facts are that it would have taken at least nine government agencies. Same with anything like we were just talking about with the wall. It's the same exact thing. It takes a lot of people to make these deals. It's very hard for like one person to go into a back room and go, "Hey, give me some money and I'll make this happen." There's there's a lot of people that have to be involved. Um, Those the, are the people that stay in office too. I mean, they're the ones that are there for years and years. Right. They don't have limits on their terms, which. No. I think that should be something. I think there should, should be a limit on, a, on your, uh, a con- yes, the term of yeah. Congress. Should be. Um, you know, there's other other things that were said in this. You know, the fact that the Clinton organization, or the Clinton Foundation, is used to launder money through the uh, for the Clintons. Um, the Clintons actually don't make any money from the foundation, uh, which they have shown allegedly, which they have shown <laughs> because they have released 30 years of tax returns, um, uh, and the foundation uh, actually has pretty high ratings for being transparent. Again, if you're on the other side, it's never transparent enough, and you're always going to find ways to do it. Some people say they, you know, well, they only give 6% of their money to grants. Well, they're not really in the business of giving grants. The actual, what the Clinton Foundation technically does is provide AIDS medication to African communities. They combat climate change. They provide relief for areas affected by natural disasters. And now, while, while there's nothing necessarily illegal, again... about the Clinton Foundation. (laughs) It isn't to say that certain things couldn't be considered unethical because if someone were to donate, again, a lot of money to the Clinton Foundation, just like to the Clinton Legal Defense Fund, Mm -hmm. perhaps that could sway political opinion. Yes. But as far as the legalities of it, it seems that many of the claims about it are false or at least exaggerated or misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. So, again, 
when you watch things or when you go out there and you look at these things, make sure you study both sides because, again, where there are scandals and where there are things that were, were genuinely documented, there's a lot of other stuff that, that is just political, uh, you know, just mumbo-jumbo. that They're just tossing back, just muckraking. Yeah. Um, now, one of the most, I guess, uh, prevalent rumors, stories things that have followed the Clintons through yet through the years is the Clinton body count or the Clinton kill list. Um, some of you have heard about this. It's online. You can find it in its entirety. If you want, uh, it's a list of about 50 people who aren't, aren't really connected to each other other than being involved in, um, incidences that were somehow associated with the Clintons. Uh, we heard a number of these deaths earlier in the uh, in the Mina Airport scandal. There was, mm-hmm. you know, ten of those those people were on that list. Is there from a number alone. on the list? Do we know? Uh, it's up to about 52, 53 oh, now. Jeez. But oh, again, freak. some of these are just deaths, and they're pretty far reaching. Some of them could be misinterpreted. Um, some of them are kind of more inferred. Um, for example, one that's not really on the Clinton kill list because it's clearly not proven uh, or you know, this is something that Clinton opposers will always use. And again, if you're opposed to her, this is always going to seem like it just oh, makes sense to you. But some people say that because of the timing of JFK Jr.'s death, it could be a part of the list. Oh, really? At the time of his death, which whether or not it had anything to do with the Clintons, the death of JFK Jr. is extremely it suspicious. Is and we should suspicious. talk about that because... It was just a really weird. Yeah, was he thing. on his way to Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, and he was in his plane, yes. and it was this really the, the story of, his, of that night is really weird, and we yeah. should just do an episode on that Absolutely. alone. Um, well, now that it's November, we'll have a kind of a, a a Kennedy month. Yeah, so whether or not that had anything to do with the Clintons, it's still extremely suspicious, yes. um, and did leave a lot of questions behind. John at the time was actually considered the front runner for the New York Senate seat. That. After his death, oh yeah, that's right. Went to Hillary. Uh huh. Now, is he a member of the list, or was it just kind of an unfortunately timed accident that ended up benefiting Hillary? Well, again. as of right now, the official statement is that it was an accident. Correct. Yep. So. So. It, now, and there's a lot of accidental, and there's a lot of accidental uh, deaths on we here. Can't quite put him on the list. But there's a lot of accidental deaths. I feel like he's on the waiting list. Um, and some of them, you know, it's like you kind of go, well. Maybe, like for instance, um, some people point to the case of Mary Mahoney. Mary Mahoney was a White House intern who was killed in a in 1997 at a Starbucks where she was killed in. Basically, it looked like a robbery gone wrong, but it 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 ended up kind of looking more like an execution, huh. like people had just all been killed. Yes. Now, here's what happened. This is why this got tied in. Now there were rumors. That at the time that a White House staff member with the initial M was going to come out against Clinton in conjunction with the Jennifer Flowers accusations. Oh, okay. People claim that this was Mary Mahoney and claim that she was killed because of this. However, uh, a man uh, did come out claiming that he had committed the crime and that it was a robbery gone wrong. Whether or not he really did, whether or not he was condemned, but, but he did. Right. Now, after this... Not long after this, Monica Lewinsky came out against Clinton. And so some opposers mm. to the idea of the Clinton body count use this as an example of how these things can be misconstrued. Right. That maybe she was in the wrong place at the wrong time and this rumor, oh, she was taken out right. because she hadn't written. But maybe she was legitimately 
just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And Monica was who people were talking about. But Interesting. as you can see, there's there's plenty of people who will go, no, it's this way or no, it's this way, it's this way, you know, right? right? So that's what we do. So it's it's in some cases, though, it's not as easy to write off. OK, um, and probably the most famous and scrutinized death on the list is uh, that of White House legal counsel Vince Foster, mm-hmm. who apparently <laughs> allegedly, allegedly uh, <laughs> on on July 20th, 1993, uh, killed himself in Fort Marcy Park in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. However, everything about this says, no, he didn't. Yep. And. And you don't need a law degree. No, 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 no. You don't need to go to school and you don't need criminology experience. Just you need common sense. And so when we're looking at this, just like we did with 9-11, and you go, okay, I don't think that everything on 9-11 is fake or false or this or that or the other, but guess what? There's at least a couple holes. And if that's the case, then why why the rest of it? Yes. So if, if, and we'll tell you about this, this, the case of Vince Foster, but if Vince Foster... Uh, his death was either a murder or a cover-up of a suicide or whatever, you go, okay, but why? Right. And if that's the case, that's where the scandal lies. Now, let's talk about Vince Foster. And you can go back and, and, and look at this. It's very fascinating. And people have always thought this is suspicious from the 90s. I mean, yeah. there's, there's news stories of it from the late 90s where people are like, this is fucking yes. bullshit. So let's go over it. Foster was a childhood friend of Bill Clinton. Uh, he worked they alongside... They do. He worked alongside Hillary in Arkansas law offices. He was deputy legal counsel for the Clinton administration uh, at the time of his death. Officially, the official story is as Foster walked into uh, the woods in Fort Marcy Park in Washington, D.C., put a 38 millimeter handgun in his mouth and shot himself. End of story. Um, but there's quite a few holes in the uh, story that actually lead people to believe he was... Um, Murdered, or at least uh, his death was a cover-up of some kind. Yes, um, it, it's suspicious, nonetheless. So, let's talk about how Vince Foster was found. Now, Vince Foster was found in Fort Marcy Park, lying as you would see a corpse lay in almost a grave, but without its arms crossed. His legs were straight out, his body mm-hmm. was straight out, and his arms were straight out down at his side. Almost like he'd been laid there. Interesting. Here's some other interesting facts. There was no blood at the scene. Despite the fact that this man had allegedly put a 38 caliber handgun in his mouth and blown off the back of his head, there was no blood at the scene. There was also only a very small exit wound with very little gore. There was also no brain or skull fragments found at the scene. No bullet was ever found, uh, despite the fact that investigators combed the area and found uh, tons of ammunition. In fact, some dating all the way back to the Civil War. <laughs> because of the fact that this was a place, this was a national park yeah. where there was cannons and things like that. They found Civil War ammunition, but no bullet oh, that, killed a, that freshly killed Vince Foster. Uh, they also uh, said there was no blowback um, on the gun itself. If you put a gun in your mouth and you press the trigger... Mm-hmm. There's going to be all sorts of stuff that goes back onto the gun, into the barrel, all over the gun. None. Uh, His teeth teeth showed no damage from the kickback of the gun. Also, think about that. If you put a gun in your mouth and you press the trigger, the back of your teeth are going to be all broken because it's going to kick back. It's going to break all your teeth out. Uh, And there was no no, uh, damage there. Powder burns on his hands uh, showed he wasn't actually holding the gun. Also, no soil or dirt was found on his shoes, despite supposedly walking through the park to a a muddy hill where he laid down and died. No one reported hearing a gunshot or seeing Foster in the park that day. His fingerprints weren't on the gun, and his wife couldn't identify the weapon. In fact, 
she, the gun in the death scene photos, it, there's a shot of his hand showing hold, him holding a black gun, but his wife was silver gun, which she couldn't yes. identify. Yes. <laughs> now, and it's not strange. Some, I mean, like, I there's a chance that a wife might not know about a certain handgun that a husband might have. Maybe he didn't tell her. But still, it was two separate guns. Right. So, also, yeah. the gun in the crime scene picture is in his right hand, despite the fact that he's left-handed. Yep. Also, like, it's in his hand with, like, his thumb, like, yeah, his like, fingers like on the trigger. It, it's, like, it's so placed. I mean, I mean it's they, just they've ridiculous. They've had, like, uh, experts, you know, crime scene experts who have dealt with things like suicides and things like that who have said that it's not common. And, I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. You know, for a gun that it's to fly, you know, upwards of 30 feet, be away from the body. Because your body it, flies yeah, and exactly, it kicks back, it's, right. Because it's a violent jerk, you know, in, in, that, in that moment of death. And I think that um, for it to be laid so neatly right on his lap and, and his body to have slumped in such a perfect position, you know, I mean, it's... It's weird. It is weird. And here's some other interesting facts. His body was actually covered in carpet fibers. Yes. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's is, almost like, it's, yeah. it's literally like they rolled a body in a carpet and they dumped it in the woods. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, it's so Matlock. <laughs> it's so fucking like murder she wrote. I yeah. figured this one out in the first five minutes. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out. The blood on his oh face. Oh my God. Here's the, this is the best. The blood on his face. So he was, he was, he was, if he went into the woods, sat down, shot himself, right? His head would have gone back and he was laying on a hill. So his head yep. was actually going uphill. His feet were downhill from yes. him. The blood on his face actually rolled in a different direction. Somehow defies gravity. Then his body was found. It rolled uphill, uphill. So up towards his eyes. Yeah. So the way that his body was found, the blood would have had to roll uphill. Now, but the other thing is that he actually had four different blood paths yeah, on his there face, was, meaning the, that there were four different directions that the blood had, even though somehow they say that it killed him instantly and he fell there and he was dead and he wouldn't have moved from that point. And if that would have happened, not to mention there was such minimal blood, but the blood that was coming out of his nose should have gone uh, in one direction. Mm -hmm. He died instantly. He should never have moved from that point. But there was four different right. blood trails. And I going mean, in different, four all of different this, directions. all of this indicates that he was placed there and not. And that was not where he'd actually died, yep. which immediately rules out suicide because there's no way he shot himself and then dumped his own body in the woods. <laughs> oh, can you not do that? No, that's not oh. how this that's not how this works. <laughs> okay. um, also, here's the other thing. Many of the original crime scene photos are missing or did not survive. Oh, that's right. They said that. They, and a lot of them did not uh, like process or whatever. They didn't uh, work. They yeah, they, they were just didn't work. They were they, corrupt. Yeah, they were, well, not even files. They would have been filmed back then. Yeah, they did not develop. Develop, yes. That, um, yeah. They also say that the autopsy report didn't coincide with the wounds that witnesses say he had. Paramedics say they saw wounds in his neck, other exit wounds, which were never on the official uh, yes. autopsy report. In fact, the paramedics who found him say that his body was laid straight out like it was, quote, ready for the coffin. Um, they went on record saying that they believed it looked like a homicide. In fact, one of the paramedics, uh, there's record of him getting so upset during his deposition because he thought he was being railroaded into making a false statement that he actually had to be calmed down by his lawyer. Wow. Because he was like, no, this is not what, no, that's not what happened. Right, Quit trying right. to make me say what happened. And he got pissed. Uh, witnesses who have passed polygraph tests gave reports that they saw suspicious people in the park. Um, these witnesses weren't interviewed until months later, and some of them claimed that 
after being interviewed, they were threatened and bullied by men in suits uh, that mm. would come by and uh, into into not cooperating. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a also, guy that was in the park, right? And he said he saw like that guy sitting in his car, and he told and him kind of like you know gave him a look he like was get out of like here. This really um, <clears throat> intense you know yeah. glare at yeah. him, like you know like you shouldn't be here. And all of these things that these guys said that they saw and then gave statements to police, they said they were even changed. Some of them claimed that the statements that they gave were actually changed in the official police what? reports that they said I saw something and the report said they said they didn't see anything like they officially fucking changed their oh statements in the statement right right um there was a supposed suicide note found in Foster's briefcase despite <laughs> it having been previously searched twice um it was torn up uh, when they found it in about 28 pieces and was widely believed to have been a forgery. Absolutely. Um, basically, like it was some and note had that was no like. no fingerprints on it no, despite being torn up that many neither times. Neither did the gun. The gun didn't That's actually right. have Vince Foster's fingerprints on That's it despite right. him using it to kill himself. Right. How the fuck? Oh my God. <laughs> and this is the thing that's so maddening is you look at all these facts and you go, I'm not a lawyer or a cop, but fuck, I'm yeah. not stupid. Now, and I don't know that Vince Foster didn't do shady things while, no. while he was or in his term. New things but I feel bad involved, about but this his is death. what happened, right? Yeah. Now, here's the thing, okay? Uh, there are reports from a witness known as Mr. X who claimed that he called police multiple times from what sounded like payphones who claimed that he saw a man fitting Foster's description being carried through the park that day. Uh, he called police about nine times and then was never heard from again. Oh, my gosh. Um, there's also another report that alleges that Chelsea Clinton's nanny... Helen Dickey had placed a call uh, from the White House to Roger Perry, uh, who was a 29-year state trooper veteran who was working as a bodyguard to then-Arkansas Governor Jim Guy Tucker. Uh, she called the gover- the Arkansas governor's mansion and said to him, and he wrote this down. There's, uh, you can see the interview with uh, with Perry, uh, Trooper Perry, saying that she had called him and said that Vince Foster had gotten off work that day, gone out to his car uh, in the parking lot, and shot himself in the head. Um, what? Now, here's the thing. What? On the day he died, Foster left his office around 1 p.m. His body was found around 5.45, 6 p.m. Okay. Okay. Around 5.45. Okay. 6 p.m. is when police officers arrived and identified the body. Okay. Around 6.30 is when that happened. However, the White House and the Clintons say they didn't find out until after 10 p.m. that night. They went on record saying this. Uh... They went on record saying this. Helen Dickey actually testified that she didn't call the Arkansas governor's mansion until after 10. But this completely conflicts with the report of Trooper Perry, who says that he received the call between 6.30 and 7.30 Arkansas time, which doesn't match the timeline put forward by the Clinton administration. So if this was a suicide, you say, why the cover up and the lies? Why the lie about the timeline? Well, during this time... Uh, there are security codes uh, and alarm logs that show that people went into Foster's office and things were removed. Oh, yes. So a lot of files that people believe had to do with Whitewater and Travelgate mm-hmm. all went missing. Ah. The alarm logs on the day of his death show that his office was entered. So if he... Now, so then you go, okay... I mean, and not to mention, she, uh, Helen... Right. Mm-hmm. Helen says that um, that he went out to his car and shot himself. So if he did, I'm sorry, but you should have found Vince Foster dead in his car where he shot right. himself. And if that's and, and if he did kill himself and if it wasn't, people do say he was he had been suffering from depression. Maybe he knew some stuff. Maybe he was involved in some things and maybe he did kill himself. 
But then why the cover-up? Why go place his body in the woods? Why try to do all this other stuff? Why try to do the things? Well, Unless, why would it matter where the body, where he had committed because suicide? If he, if, because if his suicide was directly related to scandals that involved the Clintons and that his suicide would would make them look complicit or meaning make them look guilty. if it was guilty. on the grounds of the White House. Right. Or, no, meaning that he he's he killed himself because he was keeping secrets for them. Well, no, but I'm saying like the the official story is that he killed himself. So it's just a matter of whether he killed himself in his car or they're saying he went out and yeah, killed himself yeah, in the so, woods. So if he killed himself on the grounds of the White House, it would look it would right, look bad already, for them. Right, but there's a conflicting story. She is saying that he, he was dead himself. in his car. Right. And they're going, well, but it. we're, we're more worried about but the she, time that she but called. She but actually, it's like, no, she but said she that he can, was dead. But she actually on record went on record and changed her story and said she called at 10 p.m. and oh didn't my say gosh. she called them. He, the only account of that but is <laughs> from the trooper who said that he received the call from Helen Dickey and got that. And he said, I wrote that down. I wrote it down. I wrote it down the time and what she said. Hmm. So... I don't interesting. know. Um, interesting, interesting. I don't know now, what that means. This, this was just um, this was just one of the many deaths tied to the Clintons. Uh, these deaths happened from the time of Clinton's reign as governor all the way up to today, including. Uh, in fact, I have it here, so I, I guess I uh, I guess I I did write this down. James McDougal. Oh yes, he is actually he had a heart attack while in solitary confinement mm-hmm. in Fort Worth in a Fort Worth correctional facility, uh, and he was fifty seven. He was a key witness uh, to the Ken Star Ken Star's investigation into the Whitewater. Uh, now he did die of a heart attack. That's true. Um, and conspiracy theorists will say, you know what? They got heart attack guns. They got heart yeah. attack pills. They can get to you. Yeah. So. He might, that's the thing about the Clinton body I know, count. I know, I know. Is, is he, uh, do 57-year-olds have heart attacks? You're goddamn right they yes. do. Yes. When they're in solitary confinement and maybe their stress levels are super high and they're going to go to prison and they have everything on their mind, do they have heart attacks? Sure they do. Mm-hmm. Is it weird that he had a heart attack right before he, he was scheduled to, to uh, testify? Mm-hmm. Sure it is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean anything illegal happened. Let's just go through some of the other, the other people on the on other names and circumstances that happened. Uh, on the Clinton body count list. Uh, Ron Brown, Secretary of Commerce and former DNC chairman, reported to have died by an impact in a plane crash. However, a pathologist close to the investigation reported there was a hole in the top of Brown's skull resembling a gunshot wound. At the time of his death, Brown was being investigated and spoke publicly of his willingness to cut a deal with prosecutors. Hmm. Uh, C. Victor Razor, too, and Montgomery Razor, Razor, R-A-I-S-E-R, they were major players in the Clinton fundraising organization. Both died in a private plane crash in July of 92. Ed Willie, Clinton fundraiser, found dead November 1993, deep in the woods in Virginia of a gunshot wound to the head, ruled a suicide. Ed, Willey, uh, Ed Wiley, Willie Wiley, died on the same day his wife Kathleen Wiley claimed Bill Clinton groped her in the Oval Office in, uh, in the White House. Ed Wiley was involved in several Clinton fundraising events. Jerry Parks, head of Clinton's gubernatorial security team in Little Rock, gunned down in his car at a deserted intersection outside of Little Rock. Park's son said his father was building a dossier on Clinton. He allegedly threatened to reveal this information after he died. The files were mysteriously removed from the house. James Bunch died from a gunshot wound. It was reported that he had a, quote, black book of people which contained names of influential people who had visited prostitutes in Texas and Arkansas. <laughs> sounds sounds like old Slick Willie's bag. James Wilson was found dead in May of 1993 from an apparent hanging suicide. He was reported to have ties with Whitewater. Kathy Ferguson, ex-wife of Arkansas Trooper Danny Ferguson, was found dead in May of 1994 in her living room with a gunshot to her head. It was ruled a suicide even though there were several packed suitcases as if she was going somewhere. Danny Ferguson was a co-defendant along with Bill Clinton in the Paula Jones lawsuit. Kathy Ferguson was a possible corroborating witness for Paula Jones. 
Bill Shelton, Arkansas State Trooper and fiancé of Kathy Ferguson, critical of the suicide ruling of fiancé, he was found dead in uh, 1994 of a gunshot wound, also ruled a suicide at the graveside of his fiancé. Suzanne Coleman reportedly what? had an affair with Clinton when he was Arkansas Attorney General, died of a gunshot wound to the back of her head, ruled a suicide, because that's where you shoot yourself. Oh my she gosh. She was pregnant at the time of her death. <gasps> Barbara Wise, Commerce Department staffer, worked closely with Ron Brown and John Huang, uh, cause of death unknown, but died twenty July, died November 29th, 1996. Her bruised, nude body was found locked in her office at the Department of Commerce. Oh. Herschel Friday, attorney and Clinton fundraiser, day. died March 1st, 90, 1994, when his plane exploded. John Ash, former president uh, of the U.S. Gen- UN General Assembly, was awaiting trial on bribery charges when he turned up dead in June, apparently having crushed his own windpipe while lifting weights in his home. <laughs> And the following oh Clinton gosh. bodyguards are all dead. Major William Barkley, Captain Scott Reynolds, Sergeant Brian Hanley, Sergeant Tim Sabell, Mar- Major General William Robertson, Colonel William Densburg, Colonel Robert Kelly, Special Specialist Jerry Rhodes, Steve Willis, Robert Williams, Conway LeBlue, and Todd McKeon. Many of these have died in helicopter crashes. Um, why um, are all these not, private planes and helicopters not reliable? I, don't I feel know. like they should work on that. So look, there is there is a lot out there. That could be const- could be construed as suspicious, allegedly. <laughs> but the, but the fact of the matter is is that there is at least enough controversy and scandal surrounding these two that you need to look into the history of the. And to be honest, again, there's there's even more. We could do more. We yeah. have to get you out of here. But this is just a scratching the surface. We just wanted to give you at least a vocabulary so you understood some of these things. Yeah. But do some research. And you know what? We might retouch on this subject or stretch some of these out. I'd like to talk about Mina Airport. Uh, I'd like to talk about a few of these things in more <laughs> I'm detail. I'm scared to talk about these things. Um, <laughs> but listen, just know when you go out uh, next week to vote, be informed. Make a decision based about on whoever you're whoever voting for. Whoever it is, make an, inf- make an informed decision. Do your research. Don't just listen to the news. Don't just listen to your friends. Don't just go on Facebook. Do some research. Form your own opinion and let your voice be heard. That's what America is about. And hopefully, hopefully, we can make a decision that won't ruin everything for everyone. That's my goal. That's my hope. That's my dream. And I really believe that there's enough good in all of us that we can we can pull through this. So go out, let your voice be heard, uh, but do it with information. Do it with from both sides. Really study yes. both sides. Study everything that you can, the opposing and the stuff that backs up what you believe in, mm-hmm. just so that you have the information. And that's all we've tried to do here today. So I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Dan, you got anything to say in closing? It was a it was a nice lesson. It, it was, was a nice like lesson. A, uh, yeah. But we got to get out of here. Sasha's got an appointment, so we we uh, we've got to get out of here. So thank you so much for tuning in with us. Uh, we will be back next week. Probably just you and me. I think uh, Eric's out yeah, of town I mean, again. We'll so try. It's gonna be you and me. Hopefully, you guys liked it. Let us know what you think of uh, the Danny and Marcus alone format. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like always, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. I listen to secrets hidden in whispers And in the winter time, I catch them tickling my whiskers Colliding with wind chimes The type that sends shivers up and down tingling spines Thinking time could stretch if we'd spin a design inside our web that would catch drifts The type that blow up birthday candles before we make our death wish I'm waiting for a message in my calling I'm checking my voicemail And I'm answering machines with man-made dreams Man-made band-aids cover up the seams And the cover-up seems to only work If the wound never opens up or bleeds Beads of sweat form above the 
eyes of a heathen emperor Won't get on his feet and step outside into the freezing temperature He wants to adjust the global thermostat but he's so remote You can't control the world like that Come to find these eggs ain't even golden And I see depreciation in the family jewels the queen is holding That marriage was fixed, it happened when her feet were frozen She still remains to be the only one who's seen the emperor's new clothing